Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 90 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. In this episode, Brandon and I are talking about an upcoming hiking trip that we're doing with our buddy Steve, Pastor Steve, who already has a trail name, even though we haven't hit any trails. His trail name is Cookie. And so we're going to talk about why we're hiking a trail together. Why is it only a three and a half mile loop? And we're also going to be talking about what we're doing the week after, how it's a camping trip and it's, it's a car camping trip. And then how are we going to put it all together? What's the end goal? Why are we doing it? What are some of the obstacles we run into, some of the resistance that we face from our own friends, our own family, and what does this mean for you and your dream? This is kind of an extension of last week's episode, episode 89, when you heard me go on a rant about why you should pursue your own dream. So now we're bringing Brandon into the conversation. So here we go. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to your own show in your own home studio. How are you doing? I'm loving it. Just like McDonald's. (laughs) Today's show is sponsored by McNuggets. Except they're giving us no money and no McNuggets. And no chicken. And And the McNuggets. And they didn't give us permission to even do this plug. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Tomorrow's show, we're getting sued by McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Every episode from now is going to have the disclaimer. This show in no way endorses McDonald's, and McDonald's in no way endorses us (laughs) endorsing them. (laughs) According to their attorney, we have to say they do not endorse our... So, so that's really getting beyond the rut in podcasting. Everybody starts their podcast almost the same way every time, and it's like that—that's just so boring. It is. There's no rules to this. Yes, I mean, I'm sure Jared Easley has written some rules, but even he wouldn't follow those rules. I, so, I don't. I think he writes them and then he breaks the rules. He's like the U.S. military. We have this doctrine. There, you we go. make you believe we fight by it. And then right before we go invade your country, we totally throw the doctrine out the window there and we do go. something that you didn't expect. And then you get mad at us and call us cheaters and liars. So and really, if the government was smart, they would just follow beyond the rut and say, hey, we do everything beyond the rut. Yeah. We don't need no stinking rules. Badges. We don't need <laughs> no stinking badges. I don't know why I quoted that movie in that line. But anyway, uh, manuals. Uh, we don't need no stinking manuals. <laughs> So today we wanted to come up with something that's a little different than what we've done before. We we tend to uh, interview some awesome people, and we've had some great people on, but uh, either that or we're talking about ways that maybe you can get beyond the rut in your own personal life. But uh, today we wanted to talk about something we're getting ready to do. Yes. And if you're not from Texas, that means getting ready, fixing to, almost, about to. There's a million different ways in English you can say it, but we're fixing to go on a hike. <laughs> now, that was your uh, East Texas translation East Texas. there, right? Okay. I had to Shout pull my out. dictionary out for that. I'm like, <laughs> fixing to. Oh, yeah, we're getting ready to do something. Got it. It's like when something gets wet and you got to wrench it out. <laughs> <laughs> That was my grandmother's. She always loved that. Oh, man. It's like, what, what are you going to wrench? Okay. 
Oh man. So, so normally what we would do is, you know, sit around our house in our smoking sweaters and, uh, pontificate about different economic strategies the world could, you know, somehow impose on other countries. But this Saturday, we're going to get up early and do something a little different. Crazy early. So early that my wife said, I'm crazy for getting up this early <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> on a Saturday. I was Voluntarily. Like, uh, <laughs> I know it's the day, it's the time we normally get up. For work, or I get up for work. But anyway, we're going to get together about 6.45 in the morning, and we're going to a park here in Corpus. There aren't a lot of hiking trails in <laughs> Texas, and I think I, I've been wondering why, and there's a number of reasons why. One is it's really hot. And quick disclaimer, there's not a lot in South Texas. You yes. can find some up in the hill country and Huntsville and stuff like that. Here we have sand yes, and the beach. That's about it. Yep. And not a lot of drinking water at times. And so we're going to this park in Corpus Christi. It's kind of a forgotten park. It's called Oso Creek Park. And my wife knew it for the longest time because she grew up, born and raised here in Corpus Christi. And she always referred to that park as that's where the drug dealers go. And that's not why we're going. Yes. And that's where people go dump dead bodies. And so that was how that park was introduced to me. We may be going for that reason. (laughs) We will neither confirm nor deny. And so when I, when Liv and I first came across that park, she was like, nope, got to keep going. Got to keep going. It's scary out here. We don't want to go here. And then she always told all these horror stories that uh, were your typical horror stories. Like we came out here one time and there was CSI, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I've been going out there and just exploring it on my own. And uh, it turns out the the trails in that park are being revitalized. Somebody somewhere in the city is maintaining the trails, creating new trails, doing things to preserve the trails. And there's a big following of mountain bikers that go out there, at least on the northern half of the park. And where we're going on Saturday is more of the southern half. And there's uh, fewer like trails that split off. It's just kind of one or two really big trails, and I'll just guide you all through it. But, yeah, we're doing this practice, kind of a practice hike for there you go. what I'm trying to sucker a bunch of you know middle-aged men to go do later on in the years to come, and that's to do like some big through hikes. of. There you go. Yeah. Originally, the hike was 986 miles, but we've cut it down to, I think, three. Uh, yes, yeah, about three time. and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one, because, I mean, that's a lot of trail, and we don't have that many – we yeah, got to be at work on Monday. So yeah. <laughs> it really spent three days hiking. A Our wives told us no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, what really spurred this on though is on my bucket list is to hike the Appalachian Trail as a through hike. And so Liv and I debate back and forth of what would that look like? What would it entail? And would she really want to split up with me for four months while I hiked at this thing? I'm like, well, you can come too. And then she laughed at me. I don't know. Like, like I said something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> In that way, like uh, four months won't be bad because no, <laughs> I will not. So I think for the record, Liv and Renee would be nowhere near a four, <laughs> four month hike. So I think so far we've agreed to, uh, I could section hike it, you know, one to two weeks at a time. And two, I have to bring somebody. And so about a year ago, I, and I said, you know what? I could talk Brandon into going, doing section hikes and maybe something, you know, I can sucker a bunch of different people to do it over, <laughs> over the years. And so Absolutely. that's, that's kind of the trade off, like all these five Ks that I'm doing. It's like, I asked you to do the Appalachian Trail with me someday. Let's and you it. replied with, Hey, let's do Thunder Dash in two months. <laughs> I was like, ah, 
Okay, let's go. There you go. <laughs> and the great thing about it is uh, just the way the mindset that we've had for the last couple of years and, and, and this podcast and the people we've met and talked to and, and doing different things, we've really adopted that of let's just do it. I mean, what? Oh, yeah. Now, granted, you hike the Appalachian Trail, you can die. That's not something we're recommending people just go walk out there and do it. You need some prep time and think about it. We knew we weren't going to die at Thunder Dash preferably not die and they potentially i guess could have at the triathlon but definitely appalachian trail there are real bears and stuff like that but yeah. you got to prepare for it <laughs> but the great thing about it is we've we've both kind of gotten this mindset and we're asking other people to get it is just try it mm-hmm. you know the worst yes it could be a bad situation you could be miserable and it not work out and stuff but you won't know until you do it. Yeah. And that's the great thing about living beyond the rut is just give it a shot. And maybe you've got a great story to tell, but at least you're not sitting there going, yeah, a friend of mine did the Appalachian trail. I never did it. I always wanted to. Now I'm too old or I have too much going on. I can't do it. It's like, just take a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're even working up to it. So yeah, like this hike on Saturday, it's going to be about three, three and a half miles longer if we decide to do the other half of the park and uh, there's a lot of trails there so we can easily spend two hours in there just roaming around right you know getting off the trail for mountain bikers to go by and then get back on the trail talking to homeless people you know all that stuff <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of a, a training hike in a sense you know what can we walk for a good while on you know terrain other right. than sidewalks. And what does that feel like? What do we need to bring on with us? Can we carry this pack on our backs while we do it? So we're going to look a little silly doing it, uh, but it's for a purpose. Right. And then the week after that, we're going on a camping trip to Goliath State Park. So who came up with that idea? Yeah, me. <laughs> and uh, a number of reasons why. I mean, there actually was supposed to be a trip to Lost Maple State Park where there's 11 miles of trail out there. And then do some primitive camping and so on. But uh, that fell through. And the only thing that was open anywhere within a two to three mile driving radius was Goliad. Yeah. And and Goliad's an awesome place. They have uh, a lot of beautiful stuff there and mm-hmm. a brewery and what? a uh, uh, mission. Well, no. What's, what the, what the, word? There's a mission. I there's don't remember mission. the name of it. I just remember it's, I call it the mission. Yeah. There's a mission there. And, and the great thing about this is this all started with just a text. You text three or four of us and said, Hey, who wants to go? And, yep. uh, we, we did find out that there's about a 10% chance of rain, uh, Saturday morning, but it should be about 80 to 82 degrees. So that's not oh, bad. Yeah. But as you get further into summer, you know, we're in South Texas, so it's going to get 80 in the morning to 85 in the morning to 95 yeah. in the morning. And, and so that's one of the reasons you want to build up to it, but we're not just going to go out there and walk. We're going to take our, our packs and, mm-hmm. and pack some water and, and, and we're going to take our hammocks too and see if we can tie those to a couple of trees, see if yep. that works out, test them out before the camping trip. Now, if you know us, you know, we're not really camping guys. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to test this out. We've got hammocks. We're going to go up to Goliad and camp out for, uh, you guys are going, uh, Friday, Saturday night and Sunday and Sunday. Uh, I'm coming back Saturday because I have church on Sunday, mm-hmm. but, um, not that Jerry doesn't go to church, but I, I work at church, so I got to be there. Uh, but also we're going to just kind of test out some trails up there in Goliad and, yeah. and just, get away and do some stuff and there aren't a lot of trails at goliad state park there's like one along the river for a mile or so and then there's a two and a half mile bike and hike trail that goes into town 
And that'll be pretty cool. I think it's mostly paved, though, but just, again, to pick up the mileage. And that trip particularly is to focus on the camping side of it. So, you know, what's it like sleeping outdoors? Because we, you know, except for me who went last month, you know, most of us sleep indoors and have for, you know, a few decades. So it's just sort of that that kind of wake-up call like, oh, wow, things are noisier out here. Right. Or, you know, it would have been a lot more comfortable if I brought this. And you know what? I didn't need that thing that I packed because we didn't touch it at all and we didn't use it. And it was just, you know, I only packed it because somebody said so in a magazine. Right. Didn't use it at all. And it was funny because one of the things that uh, I was looking at whenever I bought my uh, hammock is the they had these lights that you could get that were rechargeable or solar or battery powered, but they also had these fans and I was looking at it and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be in a hammock with a fan and a light and my iPad. And I mean, just well to bring my Apple TV and watch Netflix. Yeah, may as well, right? (laughs) And I'm like, part of the reason to do this is to not be in your normal comfort zone, you know, get out of that a little bit, sleep outside and build a fire and, and not, not take all the, the, the kind of, things that you have at home out there just go be at one with nature for a little yeah. bit and we get it goliad is not you know the alaskan wilderness but it it's a start and and so if you're listening to this and you think well you know i go to alaska hiking every summer or whatever then that's great but if you've not camped outside in the last 20 years which i'm thinking at the moment i don't believe i have slept outside in the last 20 25 <laughs> years that i remember um this is going to be fun. You know, oh, it's yeah. just something to do. And we're, we're not spending a whole bunch of money. We didn't go out and buy a big tin or RV or anything like that. We, we got a hammock and, uh, some supplies and basically it's whatever we can carry. Mm-hmm. And my original hammock I made from a $3 polypropylene tarp, which I'm glad I got myself another one because <laughs> polypropylene I learned on my last trip to one, the one to Cho Canyon State Park. That sucker doesn't breathe very much. <laughs> it does not breathe. No, it is hot. And <laughs> it wasn't even that hot then. It was yeah. kind of like in the 60s at night, low 70s. And I was burning up. Like I, I basically like draped arms off the side of the, the hammock and just kept the, the opening open. Uh, but even then, like it was just sweaty underneath me and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm going to have a legit parachute nylon type of hammock on this next one. Really excited about it. And we found that Amazon sells those for anywhere from $25 to about $35, $40. You can obviously get some really expensive ones and all that kind of thing. But you can get a really nice hammock for about $30, $35 from Amazon. And you get that, some snacks, some water. And uh, we're taking along our friend Steve, who is a uh, master chef of bacon. And he cooks other things, but his primary uh, kind of, I guess, specialty is any pork-related product. Specifically the kind of pork-related product called bacon. There you go. Yeah. Then that's that's his. He's all over it. He's even got the shirt. Yeah. So we're putting him in charge of breakfast and, yep. you know, and then we'll wander around there and, and see some things. And, and, and that's another thing to get beyond this thinking of, I've got to go to Colorado to go camping or I've got to go to the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Chances are wherever you live within a couple hundred miles or a hundred miles is something where you can just kind of get outdoors and, and, and go on an adventure, explore some stuff. Yeah. And like Texas again. It doesn't have the big swaths of land and the big hiking trails that other states do, uh, but it has something. It has stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, the state parks, for example, just hike a lot of them, or you do right. loops and you do it twice or whatever it is. Uh, 
And you also got to plan ahead because there are exactly. so few parks in Texas uh, that that can become a rut. Like, oh, man, we missed out. Oh, darn. Oh, we missed out. Oh, darn. No, you just uh, – in fact, Lost Maple State Park is one of those parks where it is popular. You right. Know, YouTubers have made it popular. It's known as a, dire, a dark sky park. So if you want to go see right. the stars, you go there because there's not a lot of light pollution. Almost none, actually. Right. And, you know, people book it out months in advance. Like, I had to go out to September. It's right now when we're recording – it's May. I had to go out till September just to get my hands on one of like 10 remaining primitive sites. And that's only because in September in Texas, it's 700 billion degrees. Yes. We're closer to the sun <laughs> or night. something. Like It's like Texas comes out of the planet Earth and is closer to the sun exactly. than the rest of the planet in September. Yes. And you, you don't have to worry about building a fire because it's already <laughs> hot enough. You just throw some wood in a in a pit and it's already warm yeah. enough. So. And all the uh, the RV hookup places that had the water and the electricity, all gone. All right. the water-only hookups, gone. But I didn't want any of that anyway. I wanted a primitive site I had to hike out to, and that was perfect. But, yeah, I had to wait until September. And the Hill Country is a beautiful, beautiful place. You know, we go up there every July to uh, Lakey and, mm-hmm. and Garner State Park's up there, and it's just a beautiful place on the Frio River and – uh, doing those kind of things that some you can do them in a way that they cost a lot of money, but you can also do them in a way that they don't really cost you much at all if you yeah. plan and you kind of prepare. You know, the first time we went up there, we went to the local uh, grocery store in Lakey, and it's very small and everything there's expensive because they know you didn't stop at the HEB in San Antonio. <laughs> but if you stop at the HEB, you can save a lot of money. And yes, again, HEB will probably sue us over mentioning their name too, but still. Plan ahead, do a little bit of planning, and especially like you were saying this the other day, where we live now, you have access to all these videos, you have access to all this information. You can see almost any state park online now and get an idea of what to expect, what to pack, what to be ready for, and that's what makes it so easy. The other thing I would say, if you don't have a annual pass to the Texas state parks, get one. It is a great value. It will pay for itself with just one or two visits. You'll be thrilled to death you did. Because there's a lot of beautiful parks in the state. Yeah, there are. There's uh, 95 parks altogether. Really? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research. There you go. <laughs> now, a lot of them are near cities like Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, yeah. Houston. Um, I think around here in Corpus, we've got Mustang Island State yep. Park, Goose Island. And and then after that, you got to go up to like Lake Corpus Christi and Choke Canyon and Goliad. You know what's funny is they do not allow Mustangs inside Mustang State Park anymore. Crazy. Like the horses or the Ford car? Probably both, but I'm assuming it's mostly the horses. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can ride them on National Seashore. Right. Just a few miles down the beach. And they don't allow you to ride goose or geese at Goose Island either. Yeah. Goose-eye? Goose-geeses? Geeses. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think geeses is when they poo. Like that's the yeah, there goose you go. poo. <laughs> and be sure and check out my other podcast, What Do Goose Do? <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial 
and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, the hike we're doing this Saturday, total prep for, you know, some future through hike we may get to do a- as a group. And then the camping trip after that is a shakedown cruise in a sense of just kind of waking ourselves up like, oh, this is sleeping outside. Okay. Here are all the things that we did right and wrong. Um, now I know for me personally, locally, and when I say locally, I mean in the state of Texas, uh, one of my milestones is to hike the through hike, the Lone Star Trail, and that's just north of the Houston area. It's about a hundred, depending on where you look, it's like 128 miles. Mm-hmm. And if you're pushing 20 miles a day, because a lot of it's flat, right? You're looking at about six days. You seven. should be able to do more than 20 a day. Yeah, uh, it, I think it <laughs> it winds up. So I walk at 20 miles an hour, so that's going to take me about an hour. Yeah, and. I know I could push myself three three miles an hour or faster, especially with <laughs> trekking poles. Uh, one thing I noticed the last time I did, I did the the Oso Creek Park Trail, uh, I did a lot more sightseeing, yeah. and so my three mile an hour pace plus wound up being a two mile an hour pace because I stopped, I took pictures, I stopped and looked at ants, I stopped and looked at a snake trail that was in my path, and I realized, mm-hmm. hey, that snake just came by. <laughs> Let me get out of here. And then uh, I saw some deer and I was like trying to get my camera as I'm running down this salt marsh chasing deer. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous looking thing, but not much of a deer hunter. <laughs> yeah, horrible deer hunter. So if you're if you're into hunting, I'm not the guy you want to take with you because I will spook we'll chase the deer. down the deer. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just try to run them down on my bare feet. Come back here. I use my bare hands to break the deer's neck. <laughs> I want to take a picture with you before this man shoots you. Just a selfie. Come on. <laughs> Duck face. Come on. <laughs> and that's a really good point though, because it, it's kind of like when we were talking about Thunder Dash, is you know, you can you can try to finish it as fast as you can, or you can really enjoy the experience. Yeah. And and I know sometimes running a 5K, my my goal is to for time, and then other times I'm just I want to get out there and enjoy myself and just just soak it up. So yeah. that's a great point on the trail is not necessarily try to get it done in six days or five days or two or whatever, but enjoy it. Yeah. So you can say you, you've been there and you know what it's like now. Now, an interesting thing about, so up to this point, I've done a solo camping trip. It was just a one-nighter at Chokenya State Park. And then while I was there, I I day hiked uh, both. I mean, there's only like two and a half miles of trail. So right. it was a five-mile loop both days. First day, just some water I carried with me. Second day, I carried all my stuff just to get a feel for what's it like to hike with this stuff. And I talked about, in fact, this was the last episode. I talked about how when I was telling folks I'm doing this trip, I heard a lot of people tell me why um, they couldn't go. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I would never do that. Oh, that's scary. You sure you want to go out there? People oh, never have a shortage of excuses. Yes. And a lot of times they'd even tell me why I shouldn't go. <laughs> like, oh, you, you can't go. It's not safe. Yeah, you can't go alone. Why would you go alone? Yeah. And oh, be careful. You don't you don't know what kind of animals are out there. And yeah. it was just like it it made me laugh because a number of things. 
My favorite is always, I had a friend and he did it and uh, he died. Yeah. No. No, your no, friend didn't. didn't die. He got a blister and he's <laughs> exactly. still living next door to you, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, but it just cracked me up because there were a number of things that just weren't true about the situation. And, and first and foremost, you know, I was in the army. You know, I've slept outside before. I've, I've done training, not so much like survivalist training, because that is a misconception in the military, that the military gives everybody survivalist training. Yeah. Like I could take a hatchet and uh, a donut and I could survive <laughs> for eight months in the wilderness, exactly. living off the land. No, they don't teach us that, but <laughs> they do teach us how to pack a pack, how to march. Stand how in to line. yes, <laughs> how to be quiet, how to be observant of your surroundings. Uh, they even teach you how to be mindful of your own body. So right. when to hydrate, when to feed yourself, uh, and when to know your hidden limits, and and so to stop and take care of yourself. And so you, you learn those things. So I, it started coming back to me just on that you know two days one night on the trail, uh, which I guess. Wasn't a lot of trail, but anyway, you know, I'm trying to sound like this you yeah. know, hardcore hiker. <laughs> I hiked to Afghanistan once, <laughs> but uh, you know, so there was that, and then just the research. Like for the most part, I knew what wildlife was in that park, and I knew the most dangerous things were an alligator and a bobcat, and then there were javelinas, which I should have known better and realized they were out there and snakes. Because yeah. this is Texas. And it is Texas. This is their homeland. It's a real world. You're in yeah, their house. <laughs> exactly. And, and so I knew those. Uh, I should have known those things. But if the research was there, it was on the park. The park had a website. Oh, my goodness. There you go. And, and so I was able to look up what to expect, what to bring for safety. You know, watch out. Alligators really do live here somewhere mm. in the park. Be careful. Be right. on the lookout. But also know. Pay attention. They're looking out for you. Yeah, they, and they don't want to eat you. They want to eat your children. So yeah. uh, it's a horrible joke. But. but you know what's interesting, though, is if you're walking downtown Houston, you should pay attention to your surroundings. You should know what's there yeah. and, and how to handle those kind of things. And too often we spend our whole lives doing the exact same thing every day. And when anything out of the ordinary happens, we're shocked because yeah. we just don't pay attention to what's around us anymore. Exactly. Yes. And but it just it blew my mind how many people just you know were scared for me right and were trying to convince me to not go again or you know be careful or you, are you sure it's safe and, and I can't believe Lips letting you do this yes yeah that came up somewhere uh, in the last few weeks and you know it it just it rolled off my back yeah you know well we did an episode a while back about the people who they don't want you to do something out of the rut because then that bothers them because they didn't yeah and and those people are everywhere yeah and yeah that's something to really keep in mind that's pretty much what i ranted about in the last episode was right you're gonna have people tell you why you cannot do your dream yeah it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And Absolutely. They, the pursuit of your dream is challenging them in some way, even though you're not challenging them. You right. probably not care less <laughs> about whether or not they pursue their dreams. But if you leave this job and I stay, that means that somehow you're better than me and, and I didn't do anything. Yeah. And, and the problem is that we're so consumed with the, everybody staying safe and keeping our little world intact 
that we forget holding you back is a huge negative. That That's such a disservice to somebody next to you that always wanted to do this in their life or start this business or, or move away or whatever. It's like you should encourage that person. I'm not saying you take all your coworkers and say you should really go do something else. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody's talking to you about that, you know, I always wanted to run this business. You should encourage it at least. And, you know, be smart about it. Like you always say, do your research, you know, know what you're doing. But don't be that person that Jerry's talking about that just says, oh, you're going to die if you go out there. You know, there's, there's, you know, Bigfoot lives out there or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, people. Yeah. And even just like in a work, like a profession level, like let's say you and I worked for the same company and you left that company to go work your dream job. Potato farmer. Potato farmer. And... <laughs> Pug farming. I just heard about pug that. Farming. Pug yes. farming. Uh, so a little shout out to my friend Malia there. Pug farming. Yeah. Pug farming. Uh, so. <laughs> but, uh, Stephanie would like that. She's got a couple of pugs. Really? Yep. No way. Uh, so there we go. Uh, so let's say you do leave. <laughs> pug farmer. So we're pretending we work for the same co- corporate company. You leave to go start your pug farm uh, and you partner up with Malia's husband, Patrick, you know, and somehow I feel like you left me behind. You left me stuck in a rut, right? That should be, and it isn't for most folks, but that should be the wake up call to me. Right. Why do I feel like you left me behind? Why do I feel like I'm in a rut and why do I feel compelled to hold you back with me? And if any of those things are true, then I am the one who needs to really take a deep dive in my own life and find out what do I want to do? Do I want to stay in this job? And if not, what do I need to do to get to where I do want to go? And a lot of people don't ask themselves that. They're they're so content with what they perceive security to be that they don't realize they've locked themselves in a prison. They've locked themselves in a rut. And that's what this show's all about is like, right. look up. Yeah. Look around and the direction you really want to go, start going that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's so uh, just cowardly, too, because you're blaming somebody else for where you are in life. Yeah. And, you know, and I always like to say, if you're over 20 years old, 25 years old, you can't blame your parents anymore. You can't blame your upbringing, where you went to school or whatever it is, the world's your oyster. Go do with it what you want. But like you said, if somebody leaves to go start their pug farm and and you spend every day kind of blaming them for leaving you there, you're giving all the credit to them and, and telling yourself you have no power when you can go out and do anything you want to do too. Yeah. Don't blame anybody. And maybe a spouse left you or you lost a job or something financially devastating happened to you. And and that happens. I get that. Jerry and I don't live a perfect life. We have issues that happen to us all the time. We just choose to own that part of it rather than blame somebody else. Yeah. You know, you have a wreck. Somebody hit you. You can you can blame them for that. They're legally at fault. But don't let the rest of your life be dictated by that and just focus on those people. Focus mm-hmm. on what you can do, not what somebody else said or did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So true. So very true. All right. So there you go. <laughs> now, the That's reality the is, by the time you hear this episode, that trail that we said we're going to hike, we will have already hiked. One or all of us 
we'll probably make it back. So if there's only one person on this <laughs> podcast next time. You know, we ate Brandon on the trail. There you go. <laughs> like, wait, didn't you say it was like a three mile hike? Y'all got that hungry? We got hungry halfway through. <laughs> Once the tacos are gone, we got to come up with something. I said, bring Gorp. You didn't bring enough Gorp. <laughs> uh, so if you're wondering what the heck is Gorp, good old uh, raisins and peanuts. Raisins and peanuts. That's what it means. Good old raisins and peanuts. Good old raisins. There's a song. You're going to make a good song out of that? Raisin, raisin. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Raisin Bran or something. I don't remember. Uh, you know what I'm thinking of doing for this particular episode? Since we talked about hiking, we talked about camping. I'm going to link a bunch of the YouTube shows I've been watching uh, around. The good ones? Oh, definitely okay. the good ones. Yeah. Not the cat videos. Those freak me out. But. I don't watch cat videos. Yeah. It, it hurts the dog's feelings. <laughs> yeah. The, the cat doesn't mind, but the dog. That's such that's a great on. point, though. There's so much online now. Yeah. There's really no excuse for you, A, not being able to learn something to start a new career or business or whatever. I guarantee I can find a video on pug farming right now if I if I look online. I'm totally looking it up after we stop recording. Absolutely. <laughs> Link that in the in the show notes. Go to the website. You're gonna see Pug Farming 101. There we go. So yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna link a bunch of stuff that I've been watching. Not every single leak link because I've watched a lot of videos on hammock camping on Lost Maple State Park. A couple of channels I'll link, and then we'll just put that random link there for pug farming. There you yeah. go. And we'll do that specifically for Patrick. And you know what, Patrick? We'll probably even throw in something on how to raise sea otters. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to get online and buy pugfarming.com here in just a minute. There you go. <laughs> Somebody's probably owns it, but... We're about so, to find out. So basically, you know, if you get anything from this podcast, it's just go out and try something. We're not experts. We're not, uh, you know, Navy SEALs. We're not people that do this all the time. But for thousands of years, people lived outside and it was okay. They, they, they got through it. They did what you needed to do, but they were in tune with something else in them. Go see what you're capable of. Quit selling yourself short and quit giving up on yourself and quit blaming on other people for where you are in life. If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to check out our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 090. There, we're going to link all those channels I talked about that I've been watching to learn about hammock camping, learn about trails in the state parks, and all that stuff. And then we're going to even try to put in some random links for pug farming and how to raise sea otters. And we're doing that mainly for our friend Patrick, who doesn't listen to our show, but he will now because we're going to put these valuable resources into the show just because... We know his wife. So, with that said, if you like what you heard, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, or that neighbor across the street. And we'd love to hear from you. So be sure to call us at 361-596-3788 or send us an email, info at beyondtherut.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you're listening. And we look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Take care. Smoking sweaters. Smoking sweaters. You can have them even if you don't smoke. <laughs> you know, a big faux pas is just putting a sweater on and not a smoking sweater. <laughs> now, if you vape, this is not about you. <laughs>
you you just lost your coolness. There's no such thing as a vaping sweater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just called stupid. <laughs> you know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.